Integrity. That's called courage. Free up your mind. Use your imagination. All you need to know is I'll get you there. Learning. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of. Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Our guests are our students. Opinionated, daring, and ridiculously smart. They ask tough questions about life and about learning. This podcast is by them and for them. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us for the 15th episode now of the Open House Podcast. We, as a country and as a society, we don't have the best track record when it comes to understanding mental disorders, let alone understand neurodevelopmental disorders like ADHD. Um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is a neurodevelopmental disorder characterized by inattention. And we mostly misunderstand it as someone being too hyper or too distracted or having too much energy. Uh, and having ADHD has a lot of implications for students and working people alike. That's what we'll be talking about today. What is it really like to learn with ADHD and to live with ADHD? Our guest speaker today is Aranya Johar, who is a poet. Uh, she shot to fame with her poem, A Brown Girl's Guide to Beauty. And she is extremely outspoken about beauty standards, gender equality, and mental health, among many other things. In a departure from convention, we don't have a student speaker today. Our attempts to find a student who has ADHD uh, failed quite miserably. And we realized that it just goes to reflect how often it goes undiagnosed. Um, the few students we did find uh, were not willing to talk about this. And there is a lot of shame uh, that surrounds this, which is all the more reason for us to do this episode today. So our second speaker today is our very own. Uh, Abhishek Kumar is the content and branding lead at Open House. And he can talk endlessly about just about anything under the sun. Um, thank you guys for joining us. My first question is quite a simple one. Um, what is it really like to have ADHD? And when you were first diagnosed with it, what was your reaction? Oof, big question. <laughs> what is it like to have ADHD? Um, I think, you know, the simplest way I explain it to someone is like, imagine having multiple tabs open and you don't know where the song is coming from. You don't know where the pop-up is from. You know, random like things, video is playing somewhere. You're trying to do something, but then some other thing starts. I think that's, you know, the easiest way to explain it to someone. Um, I found out fairly young, I found out when I was around 12, a school counsellor had told my mother that um, I couldn't sit in one place, so I should go get tested. And and it's really unfortunate, and you know, you, you're talking about how, you know, there's not only is it undiagnosed, but to get the diagnosis, it's not easy. It, the tests are incredibly expensive. It takes like a lot, like you have to go multiple days, you do multiple tests to figure it out. And um, I think I found out around 12 when I had ADHD, but I think I worked on it. So I think my hyperactivity has kind of settled. So I think it's more attention deficit disorder now. Um, but I'd love to know, like, and this, is, this has been my experience. What has it been like for you, Abhishek? I think for me, it's been like the polar opposite, right? Uh, <laughs> It's been quite it, it's been quite a journey in the sense that for a good amount of time it was like do I do I not you know what let it be nobody needs to know um, I think I grew up in a family um, where mental 
uh, health problems were like an everyday thing cuz i saw my mom i grew up with my mom and she had schizophrenia oh. um and and you know what i saw um like one like my entire family almost desert my dad my mom and i uh because they were just like yeah no we don't want anything to do with this uh and after this point of time uh, i was going to school uh called don bosco and don bosco is an amazing school it's known as the best but i mean even at that time adhd as a concept had really gotten in and i was labeled as the naughty kid and which was cute when you're in middle school and junior yeah. school it's cute you're naughty he's so mischievous he gets up he does this um which becomes a problem when you get to senior school because you're like uh, oh he's inattentive he can't stay in classes you get punished a lot um you get punished a lot <laughs> and what that leads to is that you just keep questioning yourself because it's not and i never had a school counselor uh and like it just didn't happen and the only way that i found out is because the joke started coming up right oh hey you're doing this you must hd in a good amount of time it the joke had been cracked so many times on me i was like guys what is this joke anymore <laughs> what if i need to get this looked at what if this is an actual thing there are so many different parts to this problem from like not being able to like write an exam to just like like always just wanting to be on the move i can't sit in class it's boring it's i couldn't do it um and then i called my dad up and he wasn't in town uh, he was out working mom wasn't at home at this point and i was just like you know i need to get this done and like you said it's expensive it's also really gray um and i shared this with my team the other day and i said you know what he said he said and i he became like this entire quintessential bengali mother and he said don't worry about it you have fish at home when you cook it have the eyes of the fish it has this that's going to solve it <laughs> that's going to solve it <laughs> oh god so i was like i was like you know you know what i'm going to try it <laughs> But I've had enough Faludas to last me a lifetime, but I still have. <laughs> I still have ADD. What is this? No, like, but you know, Abhishek, I think so much of what you're saying, I feel stands true even with me. I used to get punished so often. I distinctively remember, like I think, um, my relationship with math has anyway been tough because I struggle with it. But I remember a math teacher had kicked me out of class for asking a question like six times or something, which is like. You're, you're an educator. You, it is. You're supposed to help me, guide me, and um, it only took like it only takes like it. In hindsight, do you realize how much of your life is impacted by something like ADHD? And uh, similarly, like I used to get teased for like never being able to like sit in my seat. All of my report cards from school years have been like. bright student but very talkative bright student but can't sit in one place you know and um, like you said you know i think there is a stigma that you know comes with this and i'm sure you want like i'm sure you understand not only with um having you know neuro like being neurodivergent but also with being a learning disability student and usually in you know i went to i went to podar which is supposed to be a, like a good school in bombay um but the only like added thing they gave is that they didn't ideally in an ideal world 
they would incorporate that students learn differently into the education system but here in our education system all we got was an extra one hour during exams which makes no sense because adhd kids usually tend to finish things quicker because they get done so i remember i would like finish my and you know i think one big problem i had is um my brain thinks faster than my hand can catch up so usually like my brain say okay this is the answer this is what i need to cover these are the points like i know everything but my hand is so slow at like translating what my brain is trying to tell me that i just like i lose interest at some point i'm like it's implied you know and i think that in itself like is a problem i think the way we test in itself needs to be changed i think the way that uh, teachers teach needs to be changed and over that i think you know we really need to change this idea that one form of education applies for all kind of students and educators because it does not mm-hmm. on that note actually ranya what would have helped you as a student with adhd clearly like what your school did was not enough and that one hour uh, extra to give an exam was not even required uh, what should they have done i think a great place to start at least for me because i you know studied my so what i've done is so once i figured out by the age of 12 i tried to figure out how this was you know invasive and you know in my particularly in my life what what it was impacting maybe i was being forgetful maybe it was impacting how i studied i tried to understand in what ways it was impacting my life and i tried to create a system around it what would have been an ideal case would was if they would had would have had more uh, visual uh, material while we were teaching because i tend to you know pay attention more than if someone's just talking uh, even when i'm recollecting things i remember pictorial things a lot better than something i you know was told in a conversation and over that i think um, another thing that works wonderfully for me is our class like discussions make me pay so much attention because everyone's contributing someone's making a joke somewhere but that's the right kind of stimulant to get me like to pay attention but our like maybe the school i went to didn't really facilitate those things and so much of my life leaving after leaving school and i think you know even to this day the re- like i i want to get into education just because i truly feel like a lot of learning disability students have been failed by our education system and um, i'm hoping you know by the time like i become an educator fingers crossed that there will be that kind of change and i hope to be a part of that change but i i don't think it's it's not it's not fair that it is a one size fits all you know for something that clearly doesn't work that way Mm-hmm. So I think specifically for me when I realized that these are things I preferred I started making um I made like little placards where I would write the information in colorful uh, little text and you know all of these things would help me pay attention more but it would have been great if I had someone to a guide me with these things or b if I had educators who weren't only like trained to teach but trained to teach children who had different methods of learning I don't think I know there were teachers who wanted to help me with my learning disability but they didn't know how because they they're not equipped with the right information the right knowledge and I'm hoping you know that will change I think what you said about the education system failing children is true even for those who don't have learning disorders absolutely uh, one size fits all is true like you know outside outside the world of like just um I think learning disorders as well, and I'm sure Abhishek has a lot to add on this front. I think 
the the best part is i i think this could go from like almost um a two minute rant to almost like a two hour rant cuz every <laughs> single sentence here is like hey i have so much to talk about um no i i feel the the burn when people say that the education system has failed you uh, a lot um i think i failed so much in school i i couldn't sit through tests exactly what ananya said everybody look at me and it's a 3 hour exam and i'm done one hour in because i just want to get out i want to get out of that hall uh it's irritating why are you taking so much time to write it i will meticulously calculate the minimum amount that i have to answer to just pass the test and that's all i want to do and if i don't even find it worthy you know like people say marks this when i'm there it burns it burns every moment i'm there i remember almost like a bengali exam i got into the hall and i sat down and i looked at the question paper and i was like i'm not doing this i wrote one or two mcqs and i was like i'm going to get out of the hall i got a 2 out of 100 i went back home i told my dad about it and he asked what happened and i, I didn't know what to say i and this is a place where i just didn't know what i could be doing uh, i think when things got worse and i genuinely uh, decided to just not go to school for the longest period of time because it just started like like it was really hard and school just didn't understand and they said you know what you should just repeat a year and at that point and and added to everything i was going to is the social stigma of repeating a year oh you failed a class mm. and my dad was like you know what do it it's okay and i did it and i still failed at every subject and i and then i just realized that what i need to do is create an adhd guide to hacking an exam so <laughs> so it's not about get passing exam it's about how do you keep yourself entertained through an examination and that's the book that's waiting to be written and aranya is your co-author <laughs> absolutely i'll i'll send in a few submissions no but you know i think building on that abhishek i think one of the things i struggled with during papers is the complete silence expected was so unnatural to me i study with music you know even when i like to this day i the only way i can pay attention to conversations and like things happening is if there is already something playing in the background that i recognize so very often when i'm working i play music i know because my brain needs two things to properly be stimulated it needs to be overstimulated to feel stimulated at all you know and i struggle with the same thing and you know i also like i and i keep bringing this up because you know a lot of people think that you know people who are you know at different places in life and doing doing well with quotation marks um bus have been well in school i got a 77 or something like that in my boards which is very like in 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 podar if you did bad you did like an 89 or something but you know i think at that over that at that point i was at an age where i didn't know how to communicate these differences i didn't know how to communicate what was going on in my brain <clears throat> i didn't know how to explain how wh- where i was struggling how i was struggling but you know um, that's why i feel like it really changed when i left school when that whole system of grading and testing was removed from my life and did i really you know form a relationship with my with adhd and i think um I really like I don't like thinking of school because I, not only do I feel like I 
didn't do well as per what was expected of kids at that point i also feel like um the class like we were in a class of 50 kids and i know that i used to be interactive i used to have questions but my school didn't really facilitate that i mean i don't blame them as one teacher for 50 kids so i think you know it's not just the neurodivergence aspect of it i think the system in general has a lot that needs to be worked with and played around with but i think since i've left school i have been able to figure out a system that helps me with my with my uh, mental health and with my neurodivergence for example i w- i know for a fact that i can never invest in bluetooth earphones because i lose things so easily so you know even uh, when um, people were making the switch to the uh, airpods and you know like uh, like people were telling me oh if you work out you should get bluetooth earphones i said my add like ass is not going to invest in a 17000 earphone that i know i'm going to lose and over that if i any way i'm forgetful and then i feel guilty about losing things so it's like it keeps adding so that's why i feel like you figure out what works and what doesn't work you know once you really lay your guard down and you're like okay this is how things are how do i help myself you know if if no one can help me how do i help myself and not only that i think i, I remember watching so many youtube videos about other people who had it because people don't really speak about it you know and like it, this goes to not only adhd this gets to like dyslexia this gets to other learning disabilities even with mental health i think just knowing that i wasn't the only person struggling like this made me feel like okay i can talk to people about this there are people who have found solutions for this like i remember when i joined my first year of university uh, in sophias um i had learned of that and it was i don't remember the name for it but there's this um system of studying where you do 25 minutes then you take a 5 minute break and then you do 25 minutes and you do that four rounds and then you take a half an hour break what this does is it gives you all like oh it's just 25 minutes that's all i just need to pay attention for less than half an hour so you end up paying attention you get 5 minutes to be distracted do what you want usually i wouldn't use my phone and have a book or you know i would like go through the newspaper or i would do something like that wasn't that didn't take all of my attention away um but then you like realize that there are ways to even deal with this you know and i think that in itself because people are undiagnosed they don't know that these you know systems and solutions exist i think we need to first begin by destigmatizing this why is this something that is looked at less when it's something that is beyond us and you know very often this is genetic i see it in my dad my dad never got diagnosed but i know for a fact that he has it because i i see so much of my adhd mannerisms mannerisms in him and now that i know um when you know whenever i happen to meet my dad he'll do certain things and i'll say do you know why you're doing that and he's going to look at me and he he goes like adhd and then we both just like collectively agree but i think you know once you know it helps you understand what comes as a consequence of your adhd and helps you form solutions that work for you so i mean on that note can you can you outgrow adhd and can you control it what are what are some of the ways that you have found uh, post like graduating school that have worked for you 
like i'll tell you like because of my like forgetfulness i'm so anxious about losing things and it's like a genuine thing i don't only really, like get because in school i would keep losing my um abhishek you're like i can see you agree um i would keep losing my pouch i would lose like my favorite pens and stuff so it reached a point where i wouldn't take my nice things to school do you know what i mean i would just i'll take things that i'm willing to lose you know i'm like okay even if i lose this pouch i'm like chalta hai this is a pouch i'm okay losing but um for me now for example i have a wallet that is reflective so i know when i'm in my bag if i'm like oh my god do i have my wallet it's easy to find and it's big it's like it's very big so you know these are small ways even another thing i do is um something that helps me when i'm feeling like nervous and anxious and jittery is um just some kind of like sensory some kind of like you know sensory simulation so you know that would be like my nanu has malas it could be just playing with like that kind of shape i remember um i remember reading and at some point when i was a kid i used to do this a lot which actually helped me at that point i used to juggle which that demands you to not only pay attention but you're paying attention to each ball you're trying to juggle which helps because that's how your brain pays attention on a daily basis even the thing about music so now all of my friends like when we're traveling i have a like i communicate with everyone that i care about that like if i have a earphone on it, i'm not trying to like disrespect you this is me showing you the utmost respect because that means i'm actually paying attention to what you're saying you know so you find a way to not only like create systems but you find ways to communicate them effectively which is something i feel like i failed at doing when i was a child like when i would study with music on my mom was like you're not going to end up paying attention which i see where she's coming from but how do i communicate to her that the only way i can pay attention is when my the back of my brain is already focusing on something else so these are things i can say now that if we were more um, sensitized to you know these kind of issues i may not have had you know the onus to communicate um and then again these there are small things like i have a little like uh, i know that a consequence of my um add when i was younger is i used to keep misspelling things so i've gotten so like and honestly now i play word games before i sleep i love playing word games like it brings me so much joy this pandemic and like and that's another thing i love playing video games because video games demand you to pay that kind of attention um so you know i i feel like since i've put the guard down and been like okay i'm no longer shy embarrassed ashamed of this i'm like how do i work around this and you know more than anything i feel me even me even beginning to write poetry happened because of add because the only time my brain went quiet is when i used to write something that i was writing myself when i had to pay attention as to what word am i using what perfectly articulates the feeling i'm feeling you know like that really gave me a sense of silence that i don't experience anywhere else in my life you know i uh, on that note i know that pe- like a lot of people don't know this but people with adhd are capable of hyper focus and uh, i want to get abhishek in on this because i have seen that hyper focus also in him um can you talk about like moments like those what is it that then like what gets that hyper focus <laughs> yeah no i actually i've been dying to talk about losing things for all my life <laughs> and the topic finally go i'm not going to just not let that it. go i'm not letting it go please don't wow. please 
नहीं तो मैं 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 and that's how the bullying starts okay i can imagine it's a it's a journey right <laughs> then tiffin box oh gosh can we which means that you know what's going to happen you have to then go like you know what you're not getting another tiffin box son eat at the damn canteen oh, that's it you you know what my mom did she would give me delivery dabbas because she's like this so you lose fat kong ka dabba chalega <laughs> you know what i mean give me a candy but not the dabba Not the Tupperware. <laughs> Everyone had Tupperware. My dad, are you mad? I'm investing Tupperware in you. Are you mad? I'm like, no. But maybe that's the way you can incentivize me to not lose it. Water bottles. Never yeah. carrying one. Siddika knows it. I take water from everybody. I'm never carrying a water bottle in my life. It's just, yeah, it does not. The number of things, and you know what happens? I think I I disagree to a small thing. What we're doing. is trying to gamify our lives to fit 100 system which is meant for certain people not meant and not meant for us specifically like Correct. specifically working against us Correct. you're absolutely right and Correct. same thing with the bottles you know like when to this point like when i'm trying to, when i'm leaving and i'm trying to get a bottle of water uh, my mom's like give her one that we're okay using, using. you know yeah. like realistically you feel like a bag of weed let let it go let's just drop it like I, yeah, hyper focus. Back to point. <laughs> no, I I think the thing is that, like I said, it's about gamifying, right? I think people just don't understand that I work and I like to and I like to study also in a certain way, uh, where I wouldn't like in the normal bounds of things, I wouldn't do things for the entire day. I'll suddenly get up at two o'clock at night. Listen to some Limp Bizkit, Linkin Park, get myself up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, points of authority, and then suddenly sit down and just like crank it out. And the way that I would do it is not is also by just writing down stuff myself. Uh, I never opened a book in my life. I couldn't. I couldn't read a book. Uh, I could read every book. I had. A, I have a library in my house. My grandfather was an antiquarian. I read every book had to do with existentialism, philosophy, spirituality. Couldn't pick up a school book. My mental, uh, like the way that I looked at it, was like I would get trauma for it every time I picked it up. I'd pass out. Like it's like headspace. Like you pick up a book, that's it. It's over. Uh, the only way. I really relate to the idea of listening to music while working and studying. It is something that I still do. People just don't actually. People just find it rude. And after a point, I just went like, you know what? Forget. Please think yeah. of me. But I'm sorry. I need to like coexist, and I can't deal with it. Um, and the way that I thought about it, and the way that I started going about it was just like, hey, earphones. I did invest at the end of the day in the oh, really fun thing. But I'll have to leave the room for a second. But to show you all. I invested in a fidget cube. I have a fidget cube too. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. I literally have it in my bag, and there's one that makes noise, like a button that makes noise, 
and every time i'm just like on calls or something i'll just keep pressing it and now then other people are like somehow like hi- hyper focusing on the fact that that's making noise and i'm like this is what's helping me focus on this call to begin with but it really and you know it's it's really interesting how what people think are just toys makes so much of a difference on hyper focus i think specifically when i was younger i like gen- and like this is a little bit of tmi i'm going to admit that okay i used to get utis because i would literally if i like if i was working on something if i was excited about something i would just never like i'd forget i wouldn't have the feeling that i need to go pee or i should go eat i would just go hours without having any of those needs and then when i would finally like ground myself and come back to it i'd be like i haven't eaten in 7 hours i have been wanting to pee since before i started working on this i haven't like responded to people who've been checking in seeing if i'm fine and there's so much and you know sometimes when i'm like super hyper focused my mom will come really sweetly she'll be like hi and i'll be like not right now <laughs> and i'm like you know typing something but i think um like my a my mom has uh, understood more about my adhd so she's a lot more understanding about it. and even now i'm like i'm working on something i'm a little focused on something right now i can't pay attention and also you know i think i've started explaining to people that if i'm being caught in the moment because i'm like focusing on something else take it as me wanting to respect what you're saying because i want to give you all of my attention i want to know what you have to say i want to like get your feedback but i want to do that at a time when i can do those things pay attention when i can you know take it effectively but um again like these are things that i feel like you know if i'm like i work on a project like per project basis right so i don't have a particular team i work with so every time i'm working on a new project and there's a team i have to kind of give them the rundown like so there's going to be music playing I might not do anything the entire day but then at next day 6am you'll have the document in your email and you know I think a side effect of my ADD that I'm still working on that I still haven't made like peace with or haven't worked around fully is I'm very impatient but I think my impatience translates into excitement so I think people take it well but i think as the person that experiences it like i'll wake up and i'm like i want to do xyz thing right now this instant you know for i'll wake up someday i'll be like i want to paint and then i'll paint and i'll be like why can't i be good at this and you know i think a consequence that comes with my adhd specifically is i have i'm like sensitive to not only like rejection but also to not being good even though things that like getting good at things comes with the growth like it comes with the growth curve you're not going to start and be amazing at anything it takes that investment it takes that growing it takes making those mistakes it takes making bad art to make good art but i'm my like my add is like no what are you talking about like why can't you be incredible at this already like you know they'll be my brain will be like frida kahlo did this by the time you were <laughs> this age you know but i think i'm to to deal with my patient my impatience i have to be patient with myself you know it's a it's a weird paradox of doing both i don't know you spoke of like working with teams and giving them a heads up are people around you uh, able to empathize um, you know teachers obviously did not get it we've we've cleared that out uh, but do friends get it does do, do your family members get it so some do where it's like my family has seen it a lot more so they understand it a lot more 
but there's also the side of people who are like oh then to everyone has adhd <laughs> it's like yes and no which is like yes the symptoms of adhd can be found in anyone but this specific combination the impact of the inattentiveness all of these are not just small things we live with they deeply impact parts of our life um and not only like not only work even relationships you know where um if i'm like having an argument with someone i tend to get very fidgety i want to like i usually i want to leave the room i want to and usually people are like let's talk you know we're having a conversation or debate and argument whatever it is people are like okay let's talk about it. i'm like no not right now i feel like i need to do this do that i need and i'll be like i i don't even want i don't only want water i want cold water because my hand needs to feel that i'm hydrating myself i don't only want to you know go in another room i want to be in a room where i can collect my thoughts and that might require you know music playing in the background so i have something to ground me so you know it's like it comes with these like other and you know many people think like oh they they just being finicky or they just being hard to like deal with but these are like systems i've set in place to help like it's how i've equipped myself to deal with things better um at the same time there are people who will also be like oh you know like if if like adhd you don't have like your attention then just it's not that hard to pay attention you know i then they'll tell me like oh you know this is really good like podcast i listen to where this person explains this and i'm like you know it's great that that works for you and i'll definitely give it a shot but like what has worked for a person that is not neurodivergent is not specifically going to work for someone that is neurodivergent but like i think going back to i think you know a lot of women and girls are not diagnosed with adhd because a lot of the symptoms that come with adhd are what people um, attribute to being women in general like they they'll say that oh you're emotional or you're like you know you get panicky and stuff like that as a consequence but like it runs a lot deeper than that and also just those stereotypes of women itself is a problem but that's a conversation for a different day um and i just hope like i wish that more people got diagnosed like i speak to people in my life that i think may have adhd and i think i bring it up with them like hey have you ever gotten tested have you ever spoken to someone about it maybe you should go get it checked and um it's also turned it's also switched to this place where friends come to me and are like hey i think i have adhd can you tell me what it's like for you what was your testing like um i think you know we need to not only normalize so is a dire need but i think we need to realize that like neurodivergence is a lot more common than we like think you know or uh, this is genetic it runs in our families you'll see it in you know your uncles your aunts you'll see it in your cousins um not only with adhd even things like depression and all are things that run in the family and it takes like having that conversation talking to your mom like i remember when um i was like when i was being treated for my depression my therapist had brought up with me that maybe it was genetic and when only when i spoke to my mom did i find out that even my grandmother who i like who passed away before i was born had you know these bouts of um, depressive episodes but my mom didn't know they were specifically depressive episodes she just said yeah sometimes she would get really low and you know it would be hard for her to like do daily chores in the day and stuff like that and you know literally yesterday i was my mom was joking with me about the fact like so now i have a like one of the ways i try to show myself that i care for myself is i have a system of um you know like i'll 
I'll have a shower, then I'll moisturize myself. I'll talk to myself. I'll say, "What did we learn yesterday? What am I proud of today? What am I yet to do?" And these are just ways that I try to like converse with myself, almost like a body check. And um, my mom is like, "Do you remember how hard it used to be to make you have a shower when you were younger?" And I was telling her, "Do you know how much I wanted to take my life then? <laughs> do you know how hard things were for me then?" So now, if I see myself going back into that rut, into that cycle, it's easier for me to call it out and be like, "Okay, I'm beginning to do those things. I'm beginning to slack a little here and there." So those are my like checkers for me. But I think people who are neurodivergent have different checkers. Every person. So you know, whenever I meet someone. and they tell me they have add or adhd or something like that i'm like okay how do you know things are getting bad and someone will be like oh yeah when i i know when i'm texting my mom too much or i know when i'm doing this you know and i think that conversation needs to be had because you people can pick up from each other also but there is no like conversation in itself happening like even this in itself like when when we when i got the message that this was going to be about adhd i was like yes because not only do people not talk about it but because no one's talking about it people don't realize how much it impacts even the smaller parts of your life before i actually ask abhishek uh, you know the same question whether whether friends and family got it for him i have a confession to make uh, okay. i think 3 months into working with abhishek we sat down and uh, like it was um, i i was giving feedback to abhishek okay and uh, the first thing that i said to him was hey you are looking at too many screens around you and if i'm on call with you i don't know whether you're paying attention to me or not um and i think it took me like 3 4 months to actually understand what it really was how it works yeah yeah and that that's my confession um but yes abhishek do do people around you get it i think the joke that i used to crack internally and now i'm going to say it out loud was that when tarasamin per came out Okay, I was like, Amir Khan, you got this. Next year, ADHD. You got this. You got this. You got this. One more movie. Okay, fine. Hunter. Okay. All right. I love it. Geeta movie, sir. But come on, ADHD. Amir Khan, you got this. Okay, PK. Okay, you were tagging. This is the year. Abhishek, I think you and I only have to do it at this point. It's the time. डू can i do something to just make people understand how it is and it, it it isn't because the problem is exactly what aranya said that people think it's an excuse uh especially when you're working and stuff and you're just and, and you're really zoomed in and somebody comes in and you're just like hey not right now i'm sorry uh, don't got to focus and and that little you have no idea how much effort it took me to say those words and not focus on something Uh, and people are like wow that's so condescending you think that is good you think that was amazing uh and for me i'm just like it's so hard it takes effort for sure and the 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 thing is i've never had people around me understand so and and i think everybody knows this also i started doing it the other way around 
uh, I started markers for myself, but I just set a social parameter for who the fuck is Abhishek, and I just went like, you know what? I'm crazy. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna come off as that person. I'm gonna keep that stereotype internally. I know what my what what yeah. my mark is, but for people. Let them know it. He's gonna crack a joke whenever he wants it. He's gonna get up and just walk out when he needs to. I'm more happy than you thinking that I'm eclectic, weird, uh, and I'm just really bonkers than me trying to adjust. Because just like you said it, the other side of it is that it feels so uncomfortable that you just sometimes look out of a balcony and go like, jump. It's so much simpler because of the amount of pressure that gets gets put on you again and again and again. And 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 the fear is that uh, people are actually one day going to go like, hey, no, that's a problem. Stop it, isn't it? A, that's a problem. Stop it. That's a problem. Stop it. And you go like, no, dude, this is life for me. It's not. It's a not problem. a problem. It's a difference. I think yeah. that's right. I feel like that's how I would put it. It's yeah. Mind. I can't. I can't heal this. I can't. It's not like a bandaid on me. I can go play tennis and it will center me for some time, but it will come back. I want to be able for you to understand that this is me. If you accept this person, please hang around. If you can't, yeah. no worries. It's been good being friends. Uh, I want to respect your space, but I can't heal. There is no. Medicine that I can take uh, that that will make me permanently fine, and the medicines that I do take on a temporary basis hurt me, hurt my brain. My brain is so fast; it's always thinking. Why do I want to sacrifice that to slow down for you? And even ADHD medication that exists right now is there to like equip you better. It doesn't heal yeah. you of what you have. Um, you know, I think. Uh, like a con, like you know, Abhishek. While you were speaking, so many times I wanted to say things, but I was like, I know we. If I interrupt him, maybe he loses, he's lo- he loses, you know, train of thought. Because I'm like, I've been there, done that. But that's the same thing. Like, <laughs> right? like we have to set up a system for each other exactly. to talk. I think that's the one. That <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's why I was like, okay, no, I'm going to let him finish because it, it, you know, that's why I feel like, um, I feel so like weirdly. Like liberated around other ADHD people because it's like you know you're having a conversation with them and you'll be like oh look at that like butterfly they'll be like oh wow what a beautiful butterfly and then you'll talk for butterflies for two minutes and then and then you'll go back to whatever you all were discussing initially but like when you're talking to other people who you know don't think that way you're going to be like engaging in a conversation about something and you get distracted and yeah. then you know they'll be like what were you saying and then for a minute I'm like what was I saying. That's But, a great know, question. Right? I'm like, what was I saying? Where was I going with that sentence? You know. But I think as a consequence of this, something I've done now is I feel like my brain. Like this is I talk to all of my like close friends about this. My brain. I feel like every time I'm talking to people, I'm putting up sticky notes in my head, not just of what I'm saying, but even of what they're saying that I want to come back to. And um, every time I'm like, you know, I lose my train of thought, or I want to come back to something someone was saying earlier. I'll I'll take a moment. I'll be like, okay, what was I going to say? And I'm going through all the sticky notes in my head. Like, was it this? Was it this? Was it this one? Um, and because of that, you know, I feel like as a consequence, I pay so much attention in conversations, which is why when I'm like hyper focused, conversations are like I like I almost repel them. I'm like I can't. I don't have the capacity 
that you know demands that a conversation demands right now um but like as a consequence of that i feel like i one of my love languages is gifting people but because i pay so much attention to what they say i'm always like making notes oh they mentioned they're a michael jackson fan maybe i can get them like a book or something oh they mentioned this in passing or oh, they mentioned they need a mixi for their house you know small things like that that i i put as a sticky note in my head because of that conversation but i can use as a way to express that i am paying attention like to me that is how i'm showing that i am paying attention by like you know keeping sticky notes of all of this information like i was talking to a friend like a like a few months ago and he told me about some story where he mentioned a certain amount of pen drives he had and i made a joke about that last week and he was like the fact that you remember that after like months of it happening i said that's neurodivergence for you baby <laughs> like what else do you expect <laughs> and i need just buy a whiteboard that's all I, we do at open house we just write on whiteboards and I'll windows you, the solution that i've gone for it's yeah, a whatsapp sure. group with just yourself i have that as well <laughs> I have that as well. It, it's like you're talking to someone. You're like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Wait, I got him. Like, because you have to go back to the thought you were having without insulting the person. You're just like, okay, keep a group with yourself. A hundred percent. I my group is called me, myself, and I. <laughs> you know, and I like making like wordplay and stuff. But I'm the only person I'm entertaining. But you But never you go know, back. You don't go back. You just you never it. go back. You know, group for reminders. <laughs> oh, I put reminders for everything, and that's one thing I've done as a consequence. So you know, even when I'm out, like because I have a like I lose things so easily. I have a system of before I leave. I'm like I have my change in my pocket. I have my mask in my hand. I have you know like I I have a little like checklist of things I do every time before I leave the house. Before I leave anywhere, even if I'm at my friend's place and I'm leaving, I have a little like system. I'm like okay, my wallet's with me, my phone's with me, my headphones are with me. you know like that's how i check um and another thing like uh, that comes with this is sometimes when i don't have you know like uh, something to write on i have google keeps which is like the google notes app sometimes i sit so i had my google keeps since i was in school so i still have like my school projects ka stuff on it okay so that day i was sitting trying to find something and i was just seeing random like notes i put i remember i found one okay where i was like i've written like a verse of some poem that was coming to me at the moment because that's how it works and then like right after that i was like a random is how i was like i've spent my entire life trying to avoid death <laughs> okay and i was at a work thing and i was sharing my screen trying to find this thing to show it to people we were supposed to work on something together and i opened this thinking it was that because i had a poem written in it and they were like that's a really dark thought to went on i'm like oh those two th- those thoughts are not connected they are completely disconnected but they just exist on this platform together because that's how my brain works that's how you know my brain chooses to communicate i would be like written poetry in the horizontal and you know over that i feel like we were just talking about doing a movie about adhd I I would hope that they would get like a writing team with people who have experienced it. But if they got a writing team of people that had it, the movie will never not. <laughs> so actually, you know what? On that, uh, like, do you have a problem seeing things through? Do you have a problem with follow through? Um, to a certain extent, yes. I think I've gotten better at it now because uh, I have a like. I have a little my old trusted notebook that I you know check I have and even when I'm uh, talking to people 
I don't care about my like, oh, oh one sec a big consequence of ADHD is I think all people who have ADHD their handwriting sucks like we have the most illegible form of writing so I you know I'm making notes even while I'm talking to people and then I'm like when did this come up what does this have to do with that but somehow it still makes sense in my head but don't you but, have like a handwriting which you show people yeah the, so that's a yeah. different one for me that's and that's a different one if I need to write a letter or if I need to yeah. you know write something out then it's like oh the nice handwriting but uh, like talking about like you know um going through like finishing things and like finishing projects going through with things i have i literally set up reminders to finish things so i set up reminders to not only start but i'm like okay if i need to uh, like send something by say next tuesday i'll have a reminder for like when i'm supposed to start then i'll have a follow up for like on the saturday i'll have a follow up on like monday because not only do i have a reminder to start but sometimes because of my add i don't get to start when i'm intending to start sometimes i'll be like i don't have the brain capacity or i'll say i'm a little overwhelmed i can't do this right now but it is a constant system of but you know something that has helped me so much is um i'm currently signed to uh, one digital that helps manage like you know brand work and all of that stuff so i have kelly who is my manager she is i as per what i know like as per our conversations she is a neurodivergent but um our conversations is how i'm keeping myself in check so she so she message me something in the day she just be like oh you have to do this like for example today she sent me the zoom link in the morning she like just sending it to you i'm in reply i'm like okay also i'm i'm on to like i'm on 50% finishing this project i'm going to start this project today i'll do this by this friday I'll do you know so I I kind of send her everything so she's I'm not the only person holding myself accountable which make things which makes things so much easier because I know when they are like asking they're not being mean about it they're not being like oh where is the stuff it's like they're following up they're checking in they're like hey how is this going and it gives me also a chance to like fully flesh out what is going to, what my next week is going to be like You know and that's why like I feel like I'm the most boring person ever like people are like oh I'm so impulsive I'm the complete opposite I like every part of my day like properly planned because my like I kind of mentally like prepare my brain for what like what demands that kind of attention so now for example if we're doing this I'm going to put something a little more relaxed and laid back right after then maybe later in the evening I'll be like okay maybe I'll have a little more attention to like work on some actual work again but it's like a whole you know like i like you said the system doesn't really um work for people like us we're just uh, expected to work around it you know and i really feel like um with adhd even with the solutions like a lot of people like quote unquote solutions there's no one size fits all even with that because the way uh adhd impacts you may not just be in terms of like education this impacts my relationships this impacts my health so and like one problem i have is um because i'm hard to like it's hard for me to like follow through with things i like i it's it takes me effort to start any kind of like medical thing like if i need to go and get my health check i know that that means i'm going to have to call and i also uh, as a consequence of so my therapist thinks that because i have adhd i have anxiety as a consequence of it she we're not fully sure if it's anxiety that's causing adhd or adhd that's causing anxiety yet we're still figuring out, figuring it out but um 
as a consequence of that like i i don't like making like calls you know like calling up to place an order for food you know i literally have a piece where i talk about um like how like i'm like so grateful for apps like zomato and swiggy and stuff that enable you to like do these things without having to get on a call but because i know that this takes me a little bit more effort sometimes i slack on it but i think that's the very thing that makes me want to do it more because i'm like i know i'm going to end up sacking on it which is exactly why i shouldn't and then i get one moment of i'm like okay let's do it and then i make the call i go i do it um yeah and you know honestly i think i think um it's a very it's a very strained relationship because i in my life i feel like i see like strains of adhd in my dad but there is no one else in my life who i know who has this i met one other person who has like been like yes i got tested and i also have it and even when i was conversing with that person that conversation was all over the place but for the first time i kind of felt i was like this is what it's like talking to me if i'm even like 3% of what it's like talking to this person it must be really exciting talking to me <laughs> like the range of things i talk i'll be like oh my god did you watch high school musical then you know this character in high school musical spoke about creme brulee did you see this baker from this place made this like the tangents i will go on sometimes i'll be like i'll go to the kitchen i'll be like okay i need to serve food i haven't eaten for long cuz my hyper focus so i don't eat for long so i'm so hungry I go to the uh, kitchen and I go I'm going to heat some food up for myself. In the process of heating my food up, I'll see I'll be reading the tag when the food's in the microwave or something. And I'll be like, "Oh, that's interesting." And then I spent 20 minutes just reading about that one thing I saw at the back of like a food thing. And because of that, I forget my food in the microwave, my food becomes cold. I probably go back to my room reading whatever was on my phone. Like I think There are times when I'm very grateful that this is how my brain thinks, but there are also times that I get so frustrated with myself. But those are the times that I really have to remind myself that, like, I need to be kind with myself because the, I didn't create this system that works this way. But I'm the only person that can facilitate my growth and me getting better with it. Abhishek, I saw you really resonating with the diversion. <laughs> It was high school musical. That's where I zoned in. Fucking <laughs> ADHD. That's what people needed. I'm telling oh, you, musicals. I'm telling you know. I literally like. I can't tell you. Like, I think me coming to my like this age of my life has been me really embracing everything that I was shy to embrace as a kid. You know, I still have my high school musical diary. I still have like you know these small memorabilia. But it's you know I feel like. it takes so and even with this you know even with adhd i think the stigma of adhd makes it so much harder because you not only do you not get diagnosed but then you don't create to you don't get the chance to create these systems that work with it you know our whole adhd like diversion is just us proving that we have adhd in case anyone was a little unsure we don't really know if the people in this podcast have it for sure that was us proving it <laughs> Wow. No, I have such a huge problem seeing things through. Uh, I always have, um, especially because like, I'll tell you the like a very primary problem. So there's a road, right? The road is this podcast conversation. The problem is every single sentence or word that Aranya says is a different conversation that needs to happen. It can't not happen. 
I need to yeah. probably call her after this to have everything. <laughs> and that's the and that's the heaviness that settles. Yeah. And if you don't think that that the heaviness is a real problem, like you you don't get me. It is the real heaviness that. I have to go back and talk about this. I need to discuss it every day because I need to know where it's from. Is it MasterChef Australia? Is it like Zumbo? Is it like where is it from? Where are you getting this from? Where's your reference? Are you watching Nigga Hika? Are you? There's so much to kind of just talk about. Now the problem is that when there are so many roads, especially when you're trying to like live and make money by like, hey, okay, I need to do this profession to make money. But the problem is that once you start, you very quickly. You you look at something and you're like that's the one that I want to do that's the one that's the one a hundred percent and it just makes it really difficult to kind of just exist sometimes because people are like why are you jumping around so I think that solve has been that like that I want to be the person who comes up with crazy ideas you all see it through and I think that's what I've somewhat tried that's what works that's what works a hundred percent you know Abhishek I think going back to like this idea tell me if you've also experienced this. As a kid, even to this date, like I, I even during this pandemic, I invest in so many different hobbies that I never, ever, like I never fully explore or yeah. get into like extensively. Like I remember, I had a whole crochet phase. I had a whole. Uh, I still have like my paints and all. I might have them here actually. What did you make? No. I so so I I got like a little uh, guide because I was just beginning. And you know, the thing is because I'm so excited about things. I end up like investing. I'm like, yeah. So I get these paints. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, I get the. So la- during the pandemic, I was like, I'm going to become an artist now. So I got brush. Okay, I got brushes and all. I got like paint. Then I was like, oh, I don't like the paints I got. So then I got some other paints. Then I I was like, oh, I shouldn't get only normal brushes. I should get those. So now these uh, these brushes I saw online. That you can fill water, and then when you press it, like the water comes onto the brush, and I was so excited about it. Least like least accepting that I have never done art before. I don't feel like I'm a good artist, like when it comes to like manual art and stuff. And but no, when I'm when I'm going through that excitement, I go through it. Then recently, I was telling my mom, I was like, I want to get an oven because I want to start like baking things. That day, I was telling my mom, I'm like, how much do you think a sewing machine is for? Because I'm gonna like you know play with my clothes. I'm gonna make my own clothes. And you know the thing is, this has not only been. Even when I was younger, I like I invested in a gaming console that I got into at a later point in my life. I got it. But then only later when I actually like properly gave it a shot, did I really enjoy it? There are so many different. Like oh my, I I remember I learned like I got into I learned I did two courses of like Korean because I was interested in like Korean culture. I did two courses of it, and that's all. I, like that's all that happened with it. I haven't had a chance to use it. I haven't done anything with it. But you know, I think as a concept, I, and that's one thing I like about. you know adhd it makes me so excited about things that a lot of people who may also be excited about it but i think with me because i'm so like i want to get my hands on things i want to get my hands dirty i want to like explore all of this it gives me a chance to give all of these things a shot but you know going back to how you're talking about like you know when when you're working on like one line of work like i've been doing poetry now since i started performing when i was around 12 Um, I started putting up videos when I was around 17. Now I'm 22. I'm turning 23 this year, and now I'm like, okay, I've been doing this for this long, but is this something I want to do? What are the other things I can look at? And I'm like, I don't want to be too late in my life to realize that this is not something I want to do. So I'm really trying to 
entertain the side of me that wants to explore all these things because i feel like i'm at a time where i could benefit from doing it so um i i have a very love hate relationship with my neurodivergence i am very grateful because it got poetry into my life it got music that i enjoy into my life um it helps me be excited about things you know and like one consequence of my adhd that i absolutely like i take so much pride in is if i like anything i will know everything about it for example if i like an artist i'll know their discography i'll be like this song refers this song from the first album and this line he's referencing to this character Which from the artist are you talking about i'm talking about Kendrick Lamar Kendrick Lamar right <laughs> there you go right? so i'm like i fully delve in so and i'll be like oh my god do you know this person uh, who i like love was getting cancelled on twitter for this but this person did this Three years ago, which you know explains why they said this. I'm like, I know a little too much, but I always feel like knowledge is so much power. You know, I feel like there's so much power and strength in just knowing. I think I think that's a that's a very like positive note to end uh, this episode on. This has been quite an enlightening conversation for <laughs> me, to be quite honest. Um, I think I've learned so much. Uh, about ADHD and what it's really like to live with it. Um, there's so much that we don't understand about it, and so much that we just write away as as distraction or you know uh, too much energy. I really do hope uh, that this conversation can trigger so many more about ADHD. We do need to understand it like better. Uh, we do need to talk about it a lot more than we do. Uh, so thank you uh, both of you for really like pouring your heart out and sharing some deeply like personal stories and moments. Um, this has been really lovely. Thanks so much for having me. And before I leave, I just wanted to say like if y'all are listening to this podcast and y'all feel I all resonate with anything. you know abhishek and i said please if you all have the resources go get tested go get checked talk to a medical professional someone that can help you with this guide you with this because i know my life really changed when i accepted it and found ways to work around it and it's just about destigmatizing what you know people tend to look at in a certain way so get that help because your life will get better when it, when you step up for yourself yeah yeah embrace it Just <laughs> yeah, for sure. It has its good and its bad. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you.